Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. I'm back here with my sister, Elena. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we are in the uh, kind of makeshift podcast set up in the hotel that we're staying at currently. So um, congratulations, Lena. For coming back on. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing much. Um, um, I'm excited to. I'm gonna start switching up the. It's not not switching up really, just kind of adding another kind of aspect to the podcast itself, and starting to do a little bit more uh, research when it comes to some of the questions, choosing them ahead of time. So, um, just before we get into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get, you get your podcast, make sure to leave a rating for the podcast and also leave a review. So the question that we have right off the bat today is from Ask Reddit, and it's, should schools teach basic life skills? So I found this uh, quote and some other information coming from 100.org. Uh, it is important to teach researched base based life skills such as happiness skills, strength skills, resolution skills, emotional skills, skills for being present, interaction, relationship, self-management, as well as empathy. Uh, this way children grow up to be whole, mentally strong and resilient young adults. So what do you think like when it comes to uh, schools teaching teaching basic life skills? I um and what I'm are, glad what are basic you found life that. skills to Well, you? I'm really like, glad you you found that because um, the first thing that came to my head was um, like taxes and yeah, exactly, right? Those kinds of things. I never thought of like resilience, perseverance, right, right, empathy, exactly. compassion. But when you think about it, those are basic yeah. skills that every, well, most humans need to be considered a good, well, good and, human and being. Well, and also to function in society. Like, I mean, I find that people who who are, like, not empathetic, people who have, like, a narcissistic tendencies, and even people who... Because, like, this is also a very difficult question to come at as well because people who don't come from good homes, it's really hard to expect them to have... Those skills. A, a lot of those skills, Because right? where are they going to learn it? Where from? are they going to learn totally. it? Totally. And, and a lot of kids, like, no matter what you're teaching in school, are going to be so much less motivated to try it just because they don't have a good home life, mm -hmm. right? There was, uh, so this is, we were talking about this in my psychology class, that a lot of kids t uh, who come from lower income communities tend to score lower on IQ tests. And the reason why is because those kids are so much less focused on school and more focused on survival. Yeah. Right? Maslow's like, hierarchy of needs. Exactly, right? Like, what's more important If your basic needs you? aren't being met at home, how can you expect kids or people to excel? Exactly, exactly. It's it's totally. it's 100% that same kind of doctrine. I, um, so I guess then 100%, I think teaching basic skills are needed. I, um, how do it's you interesting, teach that stuff? It's interesting looking back, though, because... Um, I don't remember what I learned in elementary school. Like, I don't remember if maybe they did teach that kind of stuff. It's just that, I mean, we we have a great home. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. our parents taught us a lot. And your young mind is um, absorbing all this knowledge to go back and think, 
what did I learn? I mean, that's not, it's not really possible. I mean, it's, I, this just made me think like Kara and I, my roommate always talk like, I wonder if I went back to first year university class, how much better I would do. Well, obviously I would do way better. Oh yeah. But at the time I didn't have that knowledge. So how would I know? Right. So it's kind of like every stage in life you just adapt. You know, that, that actually has a, has a name that's called, that's called hindsight bias. And hindsight bias happens when you look back and you think that there was a solution to a problem that was so obvious and that you should have known what to do when in reality, in the moment, it was actually it impossible to predict, right? Totally, like, yeah. Like with, uh, just with this recent, um, this recent fire that happened at our house, you know, I, I can catch myself going back and thinking, you know, what if I had found the fire extinguisher? What if I did this super obvious solve to the problem? You know, what if we did, um, like, because in the morning, all the electrical in our houses in our at least in our living rooms acting really weird like it's like oh we should have clued in or or you know i should have thought about something but then when you you have to go back and realize that it just wasn't you meant know, to happen you that knew, way yeah you know the outcome already because it's already happened to you before you know the outcome how are you going to be able to predict the rest of that happening right so it's yeah. like you can't take responsibility for for those types of things but teaching teaching some of these basic but, life skills but no you can't take responsibility for it but when it comes into play is the now of like we can choose to see it as this huge negative thing or we can see it as something that it happened and you know you do what you do you you, yeah, you still exactly. move on with life you persevere you you work with it you do what and you do with what you have totally right you yeah. have to act with all the information that's that's available to you but you know and so it just some of the points that I wrote down here. There's a lot of focus in school right now about academic, a lot of academic information, right? Right when you're put into school. And, you know, there was a, there was a study that was done that, that uh, compared uh, creative abilities in young children from, it was a longitudinal study. So it did it from when those kids were, I think, uh, kindergarten all the way to when those kids graduated high school. And they found that when they were in kindergarten, they all, the kids who were in the study were in the 98th percentile of creative ability mm -hmm. and all the kids. So 98% of those kids were at peak creative abilities. And by the time that they had reached the end of high school, their creative, the creative abilities were only present in 2% of mm -hmm. those kids. And that's just showing you what, um, that society can conform individuals yes. that it, it's possible yes. to to essentially change someone exactly and especially with the school system right because when you think about it you're spending pretty much almost just as five six hours a day at school which is a, the main chunk of your day um and you're learning there at school and you're you're learning how to conform to that system mm -hmm. and you learn as, a, as from the youngest ages what the goals of the system are right the mm -hmm. goals of the system i have to be a please uh, pleasing student to my teachers i have to be uh, non disruptive in class i have to you know sit here and listen i have to get and good marks and it's all it's i feel like it's different too with each teacher like you might not not necessarily and i found this in university like thrive but you learn how to like trick the system kind of and like do what you can in your situation to do the best so like yeah every teacher is going to be different so you accommodate your style your learning style with their teaching style to do the best in that class and then you're going to do it a little bit different in a different class because 
not every teacher teaches the same, but you still want those high marks. But the problem is, though, is a lot of it comes from the curriculums, right? Like the curriculum has certain things that the kids have to know. There's always things like tests, essays, structure. and And talking to friends who are teachers... If their job is so hard because they only have so much time. Yeah. And so they, in order to do their job competently, have to meet all of these educational. Criteria. Yeah, exactly. Criteria. And it doesn't leave them much extra room no, to incorporate no. things that they find important. And this just brings, I just thought of this. I have, I know a girl who's a teacher and on Bell Let's Talk Day, she did, um, a little assignment with her class and um in the results she found out that um in her grade five class a lot of the students struggled with their mental health and those grade five how old are you in grade five like, like 10? 10 yeah like, i think you're about ten, 10 yeah so 10 year olds like that is intense and, and like for and them it doesn't to give be them much time in her day to incorporate Teaching healthy teaching mental, coping yeah, strategies. Coping strategies. And yeah, for sure. um, I know this is kind of off topic, but I, I just couldn't Well, that's actually th- something that's this. on the list here is mental illness management. Okay. And teaching I, kids cognitive behavioral therapy. I couldn't stop thinking about this and I didn't really know. I guess here's a good place to share it. Um, so bef- so I, um, I'm working on psychiatry and... Before in, your, I started, in her nursing placement, just in case anyone's wondering, in nursing placement, she's working on uh, she's working in the psychiatry unit. Before I was, before I started work there, um, you know, everyone says normalize like talking about mental health and like getting rid of the stigma. And before starting, I kind of was like, I feel like we have come a long way with um, destigmatizing mental health, and. Then as soon as I started working on psychiatry, it just opened me up to this whole other world mm. that when, at least for me, and, and that's maybe like this a practical is just psychiatry me, setting, like this is a real life. This is not school. This is like an actual hospital. Right. Is that when people think of normalizing mental health and like talking about it, you kind of, at least for me on social media, have only really seen people bringing up depression and anxiety. Yeah. And totally oh, yeah. those things are prevalent and i i feel like now in our society more than ever but what people don't realize is everything else that's in mental health like yeah, mental health is not limited to depression anxiety schizoaffective disorder personality Bi- bipolar disorder, disorder bipolar one bipolar two there our idea of mental health is so small i think to the normal eye and then working with this, these different types of people that have these illnesses, well, one, it doesn't discriminate. Um, no, it does not. And you can have people not. with great support systems dealing with mental health issues and people with no support systems. And so then when you have things like people who have schizophrenia that's not managed and you see things like the beheading, you know, People like as a traumatic event or what do you mean? Well, like, you people are just like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And like, what a what a crazy person. What a psycho. And like that is their mental illness. Oh, it's you're talking about managed. like you're comparing that to like a beheading, a social type of or am I? Am I no, like that beheading that happened on the Greyhound bus. Oh, that man oh yeah. Yeah. Was his schizophrenia yeah. was unmanaged. And so normalizing that is very, very, very difficult. Because yeah, yeah, because it's scary. Because it in, it involves 
sometimes it involves harm. Yeah. And that's not nor- that's not a normal thing. Pe- that's not normalized. And I mean, it shouldn't be. Harm is horrible. But it's it's just a totally different world than normalizing diabetes. Like unmanaged diabetes mm-hmm. puts nobody else in harm's way but yourself. And so mental health is a completely different aspect. And And especially like with personality disorders, um, they're tricky because it's a part of your personality. It's you go to a different type of therapy called DBT to kind of work on that. DBT? What's that? Dialectal behavioral therapy. Oh, interesting. Um, And so... See, and these are the other things that would be good to teach in school. It's not just like you don't just take medication and it gets fixed. You know, it's just such a different world. Um, So being on mental health, like it is, no, there is still so much more work that needs to be done for normalizing mental health issues and talking about it because. Yeah, I agree. And also access, like. Yeah, access to the information. Well, um, I mean, help though. Oh, yeah. Like people's access to treatments are just so poor. It's just, and it you'd makes think it in a so country difficult. like Canada with universal health care that we'd be able to solve these types of problems, but we don't. Like these are. And when they say universal health care, it's like, yeah, hospital care. Mm. But then you think about meds. Right. Like some of these people's yeah. meds are hundreds of dollars per dose. Like some, we have, like people with schizoaffective disorder might be put on um, a depot injection and they might need it once a month or however often. And sometimes that injection is $800 per injection per dose um and it's yeah just just the access to to that kind of health is so different well and the other thing is also is like when we teach if we taught kids about this kind of stuff in school if they showed early symptoms of this maybe they'd be able to think oh like i'm not alone in my experience this is actually something that is happening to people, right? Like, cause you gotta, you gotta think that there are kids out there who are, we don't ever talk about trauma in school, right? We don't ever talk about, you know, cause who knows, maybe a kid is having trouble at, in school because he goes home and his, you know, dad's beating his mom or something like that, right? And that's a traumatic event or they are in a toxic household. And when kids are unaware that, that this kind of stuff happens, they can feel alone and isolated and this can cause mental health problems. So if we are able to get to the kids at a very, very early age and saying like, these are some of the problems prevalent in our society. Do, do, are you exhibiting any of this? Feel free to talk to our teachers, having designated people in schools to, you know, as like counselors of sorts in every school to make yeah, sure that, that have training that have that have really good training to make sure that you know that these people are here to know that if you're exhibiting symptoms or do you think this resembles your life at all or or any sort of kind of traumatic event like you don't even have to go to go there and say this is happening to me just saying i'm feeling like this right mm-hmm. and normalizing the well, ability also, for kids to know how to do that at a very young age right i've also come to know too that <clears throat> trauma is absolutely incomparable yes yeah and you can't compare somebody else's trauma with with your trauma and it's so interesting because like where i work like kids of all people of all ages come in kids teens adults and so what what might be traumatic to one person might be somebody's normal like ah whatever you just kind of get over it like Mm -hmm. even even having a friend that moves away like for a kid that can be extremely traumatic. <laughs> I'm not you. kidding. You were, you were traumatized when we moved when we were kids. The yeah, first I think thing. it's different. 
I think it's different. I'm just like I'm it just joking. I'm not. Uh, that's not like a. I'm not saying you're actually traumatized. I'm just saying, you know, we're but sitting you in know, the car. Some with kids, parents tell some us. Some kids like, might no. be. You know, oh, like no, some kids sure. that might really, really, really affect them. Um, Especially if they've established like really, really good rooted um, friendships so, yeah, and relationships. Comparing experiences and trauma is just not possible. You know what? What might be traumatic to one person isn't traumatic for the next or for sure so i just wanted to get through a, a couple more of these points um so money management huge thing is like because you know i i can speak to this personally you know i went i went through like teaching and we're uh we're remaining on the same talk with teaching these kind of stuff of very basic things in in school and i can speak to this f from personal experience like i went in, in high school i went all the way up to uh the last calculus math. I wasn't an AP calculus, but I took calculus. And I can tell you that that type of math route is very highly praised for people who want to become engineers and stuff like that. But it's not in terms of in terms of everyday life saying if you're not going to be an engineer or something like that or you and use or a physicist or something and use those types of math skills or a mathematician it's not practical right like we are not taught from a young age about and proper money management and like what what it means to have twenty dollars right? so would they did that get taught in um what was the other math called there's pre-calculus and foundations. No. And then there's uh, workplace. Workplace. Was yeah. that taught in workplace? Because, you know, in high school, workplaces seem as, like, the lower math. Sure. But, like, I'm pretty sure they actually taught a lot of useful things. No, I'm, I, I definitely agree. But my, my kind of thing is, is saying that um, you got to wait to high school to reach that kind of stuff that's not taught as kindergarten, you know? Oh, yeah. What it means to have, you know, like like going through sorts of kind of uh, exercises that show what certain things can get you and how easily they can be taken away and how, mm -hmm. you know, how money works mm -hmm. and how to manage your money properly. And so there's another one in here about how to make big purchases, right? Like how, how to know what it means to buy a house, right? Well, I think with our age too, like money is so different than what it used to be. And putting money on a credit card is so easy and oh yeah it's hard because we you look at someone and let's say they just bought a car and it's like holy shit how did they afford that like there's no way i could be buying that but i don't think that people value money the same way or see it in the same light like they might have just they like I mean, maybe they did actually purchase that with like their hard-earned money, but I feel like there's so many people that are like, I'll just take out a loan. I'll just use this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Not understanding like what that means, you know, how that affects your life. Yeah. And so, so many people my age and older live in debt. And oh, yeah. It, like, I feel like debt's a normalized thing. And it's I super, feel like it's, super. that's very, very, very dangerous. Oh yeah, hundred percent. To because, have that mindset. Yeah, people, we like we are not taught how credit cards work. You have to figure out all this kind of stuff on your own and how credit works. And and like I said, buying big purchases because everyone at some point is going to need an apartment. Everyone, mm -hmm. you need a place to live. Everyone's going to need an apartment, or you're going to need a house, or some sort of living arrangement, right? And if you don't know how to properly manage your money, you could be, you know close to half a million dollars in debt and you're like why where did this come from how did this happen mm -hmm. you know and then you're and then you're forced to be out on the street and it's just it's yeah it's not it's not a good situation um 
So, yeah, like uh, when it comes to yeah, when it comes to school and basic. See, and the only reason why this like when this topic kind of stuck struck stuck out to me because of the uh, school that Elon Musk created for his kids. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, I believe it's called Ad Astra or something like that. It means to the stars or something. And basically, he saw his kids were in he he observed his kids in in regular school and was just like it's robbing of them of their creativity they are understanding how to do things according to what it's almost like a like a um, like you're on a factory line you know when you're just pumping out kid after kid after kid mm-hmm. right and and humans are it's so hard to like n- realize this because we don't really acknowledge to ourselves how malleable the human well, life and, is and right? the fact that everybody is so different and yes. to like enhance people's strengths because in the school system it's very linear like you follow a yes, road yeah and and then, everyone follows that road and, and if then, you don't you're held back right you know? and then at the end they ship you off and they're like okay figure out what you want to do <laughs> yeah, after right? you've all been through the same education and then people are like I don't know what I want to do. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. I, I literally, I, I don't know. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I don't. I don't know what I'm good at. This is the exact dilemma that I faced after high school. And listen, I'll tell, I'll tell the viewers here and the and the listeners a, a little kind of interesting story about myself was that when I graduated high school, I was planned to go to the university that was really that was like the same university you went to, 45 an hour away from our from our uh, city. It was kind of all the always the plan, and I was going to go into business. And then, and then, you know, halfway through the summer, I was, I just kind of was reflecting on my life and I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Like what? I don't want to go into business. Like what? Like what? Like I would have been much better off choosing like arts and science my first year. Right. And just taking a bunch of elective classes. When you graduate, there's like these careers, education, nursing, engineer, business, business. And like, there's like, then there's the social sciences and stuff too. But like. It's so hard to to get employment with the social sciences or even like like what I'm doing psychology right like, now. But well, what that's it. That's all my choices. None of those seem like something I want to do. Exactly. And so, you know, so what basically the dilemma that I was kind of faced with was I just recognized in myself. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Something about this feels off. And so, you know, of course, we I talked to my parents about this and, you know, it was heated of, to begin with. But I eventually decided to go away for a year. It was a one year uh, diploma program to learn, you know, um, electronic music production and how to create a podcast and stuff, because I knew that was something that I always wanted to do. And so I thought myself thought to myself, what do I really want to do? You know, because you're so used to teachers in school saying, oh, you, you know, your counselor will will come by and see you in the hall and say, oh, you did really good on your last on your last couple calculus tests. Uh, are you thinking about engineering? Right. And they, they talk to you about this stuff because they know that, OK, according to the statistics in our job market right now, engineers make the most money. They're good at calculus. They come up with these marks. So they're trying to, you know help help you fit into that mold right and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i just don't want to fit into this mold i don't care in subjects what i'm good or what i'm not good at like it doesn't necessarily mean that i enjoy doing it and that i like it so personally and this is this is i want to kind of give this message out to other other kids or other people out there you know follow follow your interests you don't have to conform to what other people have and what they think your best interest is honestly what you want to do is what you want to do with your life and that's and that's that i'd spend a lot more time if there was if there was one thing i'd also 
add to school is like focusing on finding what you enjoy. And see, this is this is partly about what Elon Musk's school that he created for his kids what does is it's very tailored to the individual. Right. It's it's hard to have a school system like this because there's one teacher per 30 kids. Right. So how do you create a school system that's based on individuality when every kid is so different? Right. Totally. And yet. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Anyways, sorry. Every yeah, every kid is so different. Right. So how how can we create a school system on mass that is public and free mm -hmm. and also tailors to, to every kid's every kid's needs and helping them discover who they are and what they want to be? And that's in like that would be amazing. That's in an ideal world. Right. Exactly. And then you deal with money politics because the world is about money right and that's another thing honestly that i feel i feel is is very hidden from us as well as the inner workings of politics and the inner workings of that they're literally actually ingrained in everything yeah no 100 percent. and and the decisions that are made on a federal level and on a governmental level and the that the the vote ballot that you put in actually has value and it does well, determine the course that our society takes in history working on psychiatry is interesting because there's a lot of Oops. laws and rules that you need to follow because we deal with involuntary and voluntary admissions so when it's an involuntary admission then you have all this paperwork because you're holding someone against their will to receive medical care so then there's these forms and all these papers and process of if they want to appeal and just so much in the legal system that i, I mean i'm still learning i I don't know a lot, but yeah, healthcare is a lot of politics. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, especially with a system like ours. It's so politically ingrained, right? The government says that they, they have certain, um, that the people have certain rights, but it's like, what are those rights? What are those healthcare rights? You know, are they, they're kind of vague in, in terms of what this person does deserve and doesn't deserve. And that's, again, every person's care is individual, right? So it's like, what is necessary for this particular person and this what what treatment is is good for them is different potentially for somebody else as well mm -hmm. right it's not going to work uh it's not like cut and dry right it's not like there's a there's a proven method that works for everyone all the time yeah right and so um, to conclude yes it would be amazing if basic life skills were taught in school um not sure when that's gonna happen though yeah i'm not i'm not uh I'm 100% sure. There's only one more thing that I wanted to mention on here. Uh -huh. And it was um, how to clean. How to clean oh. up after yourself. I think we can both say that we knew a lot of kids in elementary school and high school that when it comes to cleaning, there's zero education, you know? And there's there's almost no knowledge there of that person knowing, like no confidence that that person knows how to properly clean themselves and clean up after themselves, right? Like I... Of course, I, I learned how to do my own laundry by myself, right? I thought that was a big deal for me because I have clothes that I like to be washed a certain specific way. But yes, learning how to clean up after yourself and how to clean up a mess, you know, is so, so important, right? Like you, and it, and it creates disgusting, disgusting tendencies when you see people who just like leave garbage out and don't understand the impact of like what it means to litter, right? And I, just, I don't, I, we, I can't go too deep into this topic because I am a freak about cleaning. So mm. pretty much I can't stand littering. It, it yeah, bothers me so, so me much. Um, 
and I'm an absolute clean freak. So that's yeah, that's all really all I really have to say. All right, so we're gonna cap this podcast here. Thanks a lot, Lena, for coming on for this episode. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for the next episode. Later. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.